You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome into Locked Odd Bulls, part of Locked Odd Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host, Big Dave Watson, at Bow, B-A-W-L Sports. And you can follow us at Locked On Bulls. Shoot us an email, LockedOnBulls at gmail.com, or hit us up on that text to voicemail line, 331-979-1369. And that's what we're doing today. We're taking y'all's voicemails. It's a voicemail Wednesday on Hump Day Big Dave, I know you got love this stuff. Are you ready to hear from some callers and some fellow Bulls fans? Oh, man, I love eating it like I love eating vegan chicken nuggets. It's Gross. the best. <laughs> Wait, that's not, that's not what you ordered just now, is it, that you're waiting to be delivered? No, it wasn't vegan nugget, but it is a bunch of vegan food, for sure. <laughs> What's wrong with you? It's delicious. If it was disgusting, I wouldn't eat it. I promise you, Matt. You got to trust me one day and eat some of this. It is delicious. I'm telling you, it is really, really good. Trust I, me. I have taught you nothing that matters. Guacamole <laughs> <laughs> and chips it is. <laughs> absolutely outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. <laughs> one day, Matt. One day. One All right. Day. <laughs> let's, uh, let's dive right in. Uh, our first call comes to us from Sam. Um, in L.A. who has a question about something that you wanted to talk about, Dave, and that's the Bulls' upcoming schedule. So here's Sam. Mm. Hey, what's up, Matt? Hey, what's up, Dave? Uh, this is Sam from L.A. Having tuned in for a while, um, you know, ever since the big trade. And, uh, you know, the season's starting, and it's time for the Bulls to prove it, you know. I you keep seeing all these critics of how they're – they're this and that, bottom 10, this and, like, play-in possibilities. Um, this first stretch of the season, this first stretch of the schedule is going to be so crucial for the Bulls. Um, you know, you play the Pistons, you play the Pelicans, and then eventually you're going to start getting all these big-tier teams that are going to be in the playoffs. And, you know, I just think it's like they just need to prove it at this point. It's time for the chatter to end. It's time for the, the Bulls to throw it out on the court. I mean, uh, I don't know if, if you or David analyze the schedule ahead. Uh, so let us know what you think. Uh, love the podcast. Go Bulls. All right. Thanks for calling in, Sam. Good to hear from you. Big Dave, I know you said you had some thoughts about this schedule. So clearly that call from Sam was before uh, the season tipped off. Took care of the Pistons. Took care of the Pelicans. But now, uh, you know, starting with the Knicks on Thursday, the schedule can get pretty daunting. What uh, what were your thoughts that you wanted to share on exactly what the Bulls are about to face ending October and going into November? Yeah, like the schedule. Well, first of all, the Bulls are 4-0. How about that? Hey. <laughs> How about that? That is awesome. But the schedule, yes, absolutely right, Sam. Uh, the schedule is about to get mean. It's about to get ugly. And it's about to get tough. But I don't think Bulls fans should be scared. Should you be concerned? Sure. Should you you know, be like, oh, man, we're playing a tough team tonight. Absolutely. But the reason this team was built was to go against these kind of teams and play these kind of schedules. And these games actually mean something. So I don't want and I know this is going to be tough, but I don't want people bringing in their learned behavior from what they've seen over the past few years into what's going to go in against these teams now. Because if this was, again, last year, year before, all of that, I would feel everybody saying we have no chance in hell. I'd be right there with you carrying the picket signs because you would be absolutely right. But this team has a chance. This team is not trash. This team is good. And going up against these opponents, I think it's great because now we'll find out exactly where they stand. That's why I like it, Matt, because we're going to find out where they really are and where they truly do stand. Um, I don't know why everybody's super scared of teams like the Knicks or super scared of the Celtics and things like that. I just saw the Knicks get blown out by the magic. I mean, anything can happen on any, any given day. Yeah. And the bulls are built for this. Okay. They are built to play against these teams. That game against Toronto kind of shows you, you know what I mean? That it's a new kind of era because that's a game that even Matt said that they should have lost. Like he had no, he just knew they were going to lose that game, but yet they still pulled it out because of the stars that they have on their team. 
that stuff is going to carry over against these next uh, teams they run through against this schedule. It's not going to be easy. I get that. It's not. It's going to be tough, and I guarantee you it's going to be hard, and you will not come out of it undefeated. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There will be some losses in there. But I don't think people should go in with fear, should go in with just like, oh, man, we're scared of these teams right here. No, they got to contend with us. All right. The Bulls are a good basketball team and everybody should be excited about that. Yeah. And I mean, look, you can't deny that the schedule is about to get tougher than it has been. And that's no offense intended to Detroit, New Orleans or Toronto. But when you talk about where the Bulls could possibly end up at the end of this season fighting for seeding, a game against the Celtics at the start of November matters. You know, a, a home and away against the, a, a set of games against the Sixers matters. Seeing how you stack up against Brooklyn, who are looking kind of shaky out of the gate, still matters. Mm-hmm. And then to me, even more interesting than that is the measuring stick of this West Coast road trip they're going to take in the second week of November. Yeah. Uh, yes. you, you go Warriors, who look like the Warriors. They're 3-0. and Clippers, Lakers... Blazers Nuggets. That's your West Coast road trip right there. Even a team coming into a season where you're confident in being a good competitive team, coming back from a trip like that, where winning half your games, you you consider that a win. Um, yeah. The Lakers look like a team that is dealing with some issues out of the gate. Clearly, there's some some chemistry and cohesion going on with the arrival of Russell Westbrook that they haven't figured out yet. The Blazers just got absolutely destroyed the other night. They don't look all that. Uh, you know, f- um, like a team that you should be f- afraid of. And the Nuggets just lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers. They were the first know. team in history to let Lowry Markkinen posterize somebody. <laughs> what? So, yes, it's still always daunting to go on those West Coast road trips, but nothing about those teams other than the Warriors kind of scares me right now. I yeah, think the Bulls yeah. have a fair shot to win all of those games. Yes, and that's the key, what you just said right there, Matt, that I want people to understand. The Bulls have a shot to win these games. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have a real and a real legitimate shot. Not a hope shot, not of if this player does this or this player does that, they've got a shot. No, if they do what they've been doing, <laughs> they've got a shot to win these games. And that's what's exciting about this, Matthew. And that's what I like so much is now our stars are coming to do their thing. We're watching Zach Levine, Matt, struggle these last couple games. He's still like a 50-40-90 season right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, this this is what I like. This is what I like. And they just got to contend with us. And that's what I want people to understand. They have to contend with us. You know, we don't have to go in worried. They got to contend with us. They got a game plan for us. How are we going to stop Zach? How are we going to stop DeMar? Vooch is going to get these buckets. What about Lonzo? Caruso's defense. Is the rookie I, uh, Io, is, is he going to be an issue with this? Uh, Javante Green, where is he going to be on the floor? They got a game plan for us now, Matt. They can't, we're not just a walk in the park anymore. And so now teams got to play us and they got to be serious about it. And the Bulls have a chance to come out of this on the plus side as far as victories are concerned. Right. You take those four wins that you already have in your pocket and say, when the Bulls reach that end of that stretch, you know, uh, culminating with at Denver on November 19th to end that West Coast road trip, then they come back home to play the Knicks again. If you come out of that with an above 500 record because you have these four wins in your pocket, I I, I would I would say I, I would be pretty pleased with where they were, even if they were only a game or two above 500 through that stretch. Obviously, anything uh, you know beyond that is is the cherry on top of the Sunday. But mm-hmm. that's what I think would be a quality measuring stick of wins and losses. If you get to that, Nuggets game, you finish that West Coast trip and you are still an above 500 team with a little bit of a softer part of the schedule in front of you. I'd, I'd take that as a win. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great question, Sam. All right. Plenty more emails, uh, emails, voicemails to get to. How many different kinds of communication do we have these days? <laughs> Jeez. You still uh, can't find anybody. <laughs> well, before we get to our next one, though, Big Dave. If any Bulls fans are going to be sweating on Thursday, getting ready for this big Knicks Bulls showdown, I know you got a product for them. Oh, I just talked about it, Matt. I don't want guys to go in with fear and be concerned and be worried, but I'm sure some of you are, and you're going to be sweating. 
And you're going to be like, oh, man, I'm nervous about it. But you know what? There's two things you can do to stop that. Go watch you some Zach Levine highlights and go get you some sweat block. It stops excessive sweat for up to seven days per use. Okay. It is doctor created, doctor recommended, and it has my favorite thing in the world. The dry shirt guarantee If sweat block does not keep you dry. You get your money back. Let me say it again. If it doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. All right. And you can use it anyway, guys. It's not just for the armpits. It's not just for your chest, your back, your feet, your hands. You could use it anywhere. And I mean, I, that, wow. All right. <laughs> anyway, you want to put it, it works for you, man. For the guys and the ladies, it works for you, man. So this is what you do. Head to sweatblock.com. Use that promo code locked on to get you 20% off. Or you can go to Amazon. Or you can go to CVS and get the same thing, y'all. But make sure you save you some money and make sure you save you some shirts by getting some sweat block. Sweat block. Stop sweating. All right. Our next caller comes to us from the 507 in Minnesota. Hey, Dave. Hey, Matt. This is Stanley in Minnesota. Um, first off, let me just say you guys make this look easy um, talking about the Bulls. Uh, you know, I just tried to leave a, a voicemail there, and it was an absolute bomb. So um, have fun listening to that. Anyway, um, just wanted to <laughs> chime in on the, power, or the, the win total here conversation after the last uh, episode. I looked at it here and went through the teams out there and said, okay, which ones are we, you know, at, at how we looked after the preseason here, which teams at their best are going to be better than us, uh, which ones are going to still not be as good as us even at their best, and which ones are kind of on the same level as here. And I, I have, there's probably about, you know, four to nine teams that at their best might be um, either slightly better to clearly better than us. Um, there's probably about 14 that even at their best still aren't at our level, which is amazing. And then six that would be right on where we're at right now. And I said, okay, so what if we what if we look at, you know, just losing to the teams that we should lose to, winning against the teams that we should beat, and then splitting games, uh, you know, with, with the teams that are at our level or slightly above or slightly below. And looking at that, you know, I come to that we could have, you know, somewhere between 49 to 51 wins next year. That's if we just take care of the games that we should and split the games with the ones that are competitive and, and lose all of the games to the ones that are better than us. I mean, that's, it's not out of the, out, out of the realm of possibility, I, I would say, here to be in a, you know, mid to upper 40 win season here. I, I, like you guys, don't understand why we're not getting more love, you know, when we look at the quality of the teams in, in the NBA right now. I mean, there, there's such a glut of talent at the top. The middle's pretty thinned out. We we have a lot of teams that we are going to be clearly better than and run out of the stadium next year. So I, I'm excited. It's it's awesome that we get to start here tonight. Um, thanks for you guys' content and uh, keep it up. Uh, I don't think I've called in since Big Dave's been on. So Big Dave, thanks for for joining the podcast here. It's been great listening to you. Um, glad to have you here. Miss Jordan, but glad to have you here. Um, take care, you guys, and go Bulls. Thanks for uh, thanks for calling in, Danny. Uh, big day. Let me tell you. So I listened to the mm-hmm. voicemail he left before this one, mm-hmm. and it is a treat. You gotta listen to it. <laughs> he gets like a second in, and then has decided that he's screwed up and wants to start over. But for whatever reason, he thought that he had to wait out the duration of the three minute allotment on our answering machine no. before being able to call back and leave a fresh one. So he's just like mumbling to himself, waiting out the clock. And at one point, he just like starts singing a little Bill Bar tune to himself. Oh. I, I swear to God. I swear to God. I, I, I thought about just playing that one instead, but I, I will save this caller just a little bit of embarrassment and, o- and only tell you about it secondhand, but it was glorious. <laughs> and he said it too. So it was an absolute bomb. But I believe, did, could he sing though, Matt? Did he have the voice? To carry the built bar tune like Rockefeller would. See, I it's tough for me to say because it was so timid, it was so soft, it was mm. just mumbling. He clearly wasn't mm. singing for a for a crowd. He was just singing to yeah. himself. But that lets me know he's a fan, though. If you just randomly singing built bar jingles in your head, that means you're definitely a fan <laughs> of the show. And we thank you for listening. My bad. Good looking out.
Uh, what do you think about his question as far as win total this season? Because to me, Dave, it's hard to tell quite yet what the Bulls, where the Bulls are as far as when you go into a game, you go into that game saying, we're better than this team, we are equal than this team, or equal to this team, or we are less than this team. Because, mm-hmm. you know, through three or four games, like the Lakers are a sub-500 team. The team that represented the West in the finals last year, the Phoenix Suns, are a sub-500 team. You got the Charlotte Hornets out to a blazing hot start. They're three and one yeah. behind the Bulls, second yeah. in the East. Uh, Brooklyn two and two. Boston two and two. Like mm-hmm. it's it's you know we will learn more as the season progresses. But right now sure. it's kind of hard to look at any random game on the schedule and say we're better than them, we're equal to them, and we are not as good as them. Um, first of all, I'd like to say that you know the Bulls being four and zero is a good thing. Like, like people kind of look at it, Matt, like it's a bad thing. Like, well, yeah, you beat the guy you're supposed to beat. And I'm like, yeah, but if they lost to one or two of these, you'd be like, see, look at what's going on. We do it. Like, it's a no-win situation. You know what I'm saying? They were going to have something to say regardless about that. But rather than that, they're a 4-0 team, all right? Bottom line of that. Uh, I don't think that will last because, of course, obviously it's the NBA and nobody's going to win every single game. But I was just talking about that with the uh, last caller. Matt, like going against these teams and who they match up with, I'm not really scared of too much, or I don't really pencil in, you know, losses. Like I go in and be like, oh man, oh, that's gonna be a tough one. Oh, I don't know about that. That's that's gonna be hard. But I don't go in with a hard, like, oh yeah, we taking the L today. You know, it, it was like that before. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we taking these L's today, Matt. Well, nope, this this is an L. You know, we get an L. Now I go in like, you know what? Uh, we'll see. You know, like, we'll see how it goes. You know, anything can happen. Or, you know what? I think they'll pull that off tonight. They look good tonight. You can't underestimate chemistry on a basketball team, guys. You can't underestimate togetherness and cohesiveness in your unit when everybody knows what they're doing and everybody's playing for each other. The Bulls are playing for each other, and that's what makes them a good basketball team. And that's what makes them scary because they have that talent, but they also playing for each other. And there's, you know, cohesion and guys uh, like playing with each other. And the other thing that they play defense. So that's the other thing. They play really, really, really excellent defense. But uh, to answer your question, like I'd, I'd like his breakdown as of how he said, uh, you know, you losing it to teams who you think that they're going to lose to like the top tier teams. Um, you, you give it to them to the teams like the bums that they're going to beat, the bum slaying that is going to happen. And then those middle of the road teams, you know, we'll see what happens. But you err on the side of them winning because it's a winning, it's a Bulls are a uh, good team. That's a good way to look at it. I don't mind uh, you going in with that mindset. I still don't have them super high as that three seed yet, though, uh, because that's kind of what that sounds like to me, Matt. Like, you know, doing it that way, you're going to have them real high up as far as winning is concerned. I'm not there yet. You know what I'm saying? I'm not there yet, guys. But yeah, I just I just don't want the fear. I won't I don't want people to have that kind of fear anymore. And I'm glad my man uh in Minnesota, Sandy, doesn't have that fear right now. So I like where your head is at. I'll say that. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, the the big difference for the Bulls that could make them a legit playoff team this year compared to last year is that that middle area of yeah, the Bulls are probably more talented than that team on paper, but mm-hmm. they played down to their competition and lost. Right, or, right. or they played a tight game against a team that is a quality opponent who certainly doesn't out-talent the Bulls on paper significantly, but the Bulls don't win the game because they can't close. Those were a mm-hmm. lot of the L's that the Bulls suffered last season. <laughs> My so God. win more of those, and you are, or could be, as our caller suggested, talking about a team yeah. That is flirting with the high 40s in win total when they reach April and are, you know, fighting around for seeding in the East. So mm-hmm. that's that's what I think about that. Uh, appreciate the call. Moving yes. on, Dave, this, this next one. I don't really have a whole lot to add to this. I just okay. wanted to play it for our listeners because it, it made me laugh. This next one comes to us from the 702. Hey, uh, good old Matt Tech. Big Tech. How y'all doing? This is Leach, all the way over from 702. And first and foremost, I want to say you're doing a great job over there on Lockdown Bulls, man. Keep up the good work. Normally, I'll have a question to post to you, gentlemen. But the only thing I really want to say is... 
Jim Boylan. Jim Boylan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you can't lead a horse to water. For real. He can't sell off to a slug. He's horrible. <laughs> Why is he leading this team? Oh, world qualifiers. Please. Somebody stop this. Please tell me this is a joke. <laughs> Keep up the good work once again, fellas. <laughs> but I just had the moment Matt posted that I died laughing. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> fellas, have a great day. <laughs> Thanks for calling in. Um, that's pretty much the reaction I had when I saw the news that Jim Boylan was named to the USA men's head coaching position for their World Cup FIBA qualifiers. Um, I. I got nothing, Dave. <laughs> yeah, uh, what you're about to hear is the sound of a neuralizer going off. <laughs> I didn't know I your neuralizer came with sound effects, Dave. Oh, yeah, man. I don't play. I don't play, man. It comes with sound effects. <laughs> I play no games. I wanted the real deal because I wanted to wipe it away from my brain forever. All right? So just, just put your ear close to that microphone and play that part back and just hear that neuralizer going off. And then go on with your wonderful, wonderful day. This is not a Bulls problem anymore. Um, I feel sad for Team USA. Yes, I feel bad for them. Um, but hey, you know what I'm saying? Again, it's not our concern anymore. Not our concern. It's not nothing we have to worry about. Um, I'm just focused on the season right now. I'm going to sound like a player right now, but I'm, I'm just focused on the season, focused on the next game right now. That's all I'm concerned with. This person does not take up any space in my brain any longer. Thank you, Neuralizer. We need to start doing ads for Neuralizer, okay? Because it works. <laughs> yeah. Jim, that's the that's the great thing. He can't hurt us anymore. Can't we can hurt us, man. We can go back and have a laugh like our caller just did anytime his name pops up. Um, we also heard that, that he was hanging out at at least one, if not a few, of Tom Thibodeau's Knicks practices during training camp. Mm -hmm. We can laugh at that. That's, that's all we have to do anymore is just laugh because he can't hurt us anymore. Um, you can't, man. You, you know what You're else? Can't, you know what else can't hurt you, Dave? Um, What's that? Going to built.com and seeing what kind of delicious flavors of built bars are available because Ooh. it's a delicious protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. So you should probably try them. You should probably try them all. You could do that by getting a mixed box at built.com and getting two of each of their nine OG and always available flavors. Some of those like coconut, cherry, barcia, mint brownie, mm. double chocolate, salted caramel. Delicious mm. across the board. So if you haven't figured out what your favorite flavor is yet, get a bunch of different flavors, try them out, and then pick which one you like the best. Not only are these built bars the best tasting, but they're healthy for you too. 17 or 18 mm -hmm. grams of protein in every single built bar, regardless of the flavor. Calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four or five grams of sugar and four or five grams of net carbs, all amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. And let me let you in on a little secret, Big Dave, and you Bulls Ooh. fans out there listening. In this very spooky week we are currently in leading up to Halloween, the limited wow. edition flavor at the top of built.com right now, paranormal <gasps> pumpkin. That's right. If you are a big fan of pumpkin pie, pumpkin spiced everything in this autumn season, get yourself to built.com and order the paranormal pumpkin built bar. That sounds like it's delicious. Check it out at built.com. And if you go to built.com and use promo code locks 15, you will get 15% off your order of paranormal pumpkin bars or whatever flavors you're ordering. Again, that's promo code. Locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. All right. Moving along, we have uh, our next caller, Brandon in New York, who Big Dave is calling in to talk about a couple of potential concerns he sees with Ooh. the roster and the depth of this Bulls team right now. That's Brandon right. in New York. Let's hear from Brandon. Matt and Big Dave. Dave, Big Dave and Matt, is Brandon from New York again, uh, checking in after last night's home, uh, well, season opener. A uh, couple of things real quick. Number one, we got to address that power forward position. I'm not, I know P-Will may be a little rusty, may not all the way be where, you want, where you'd like him to be, but um, 
the size and athleticism factors at both the starting and the backup position at the four, that's that's not going to work, especially if you watch highlights of the games around the league. We're not – that four is an issue. I'm not sure that P. Will should be necessarily playing as a starter. He might be better off at the three um, or, cut, or playing the four but possibly coming off the bench if we could find a better option at the four in the starting lineup. Um. Yeah, that 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 it didn't look good. It and with Vooch being as immobile as he is, not that he's very immobile, but where he's at, that's that's not a good look. Um, missed a lot of bunnies, but I think that'll change. Other than that, um, I'm wondering why Matt Thomas wasn't played. We brought him in for his shooting. We were struggling with scoring off the bench. Thought he was gonna probably get some minutes that Kobe would have gotten, um, especially since he probably wasn't on the scouting report. So, you know, this season is going to be about Billy Donovan's rotations. It's going to make or break us. Uh, hope he gets it together. Hope they get it together. I know it's game one, but the weaknesses are obvious, and uh, we got to do something about it. Go Bulls, C-Red. Want to know over 500. Let's do it. Thanks for checking in, Brandon. Good to hear from you. Um, Big Dave, you know, we talked a a fair amount on our episode following the Raptors game about Patrick Williams and the slow start he's had to his season. You know, you mentioned that that your big issue with him and maybe your only real issue with him, at least so far, is the Mm -hmm. lack of rebounding he's providing. And that seems to be Brandon's big concern here, too, is Mm -hmm. just not getting enough from that power forward position and wondering, is there a way that Donovan can maybe shift Pete up back to getting more minutes at the wing. I don't see that as a super realistic option right now, just based on how this roster is built out yeah. and the lack of other options at power forward. And yeah. then the other thing that he, you know, that he posited there is uh, coming off the bench. And I know like you and I talked about that, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago when somebody else suggested it and, you know, we laughed and said, ah, yeah, no, like Pete up's got to start, but here, here's where I'm willing to meet those people halfway, and this is sure. what I've said, and I said it again mm-hmm. watching the, the the Raptors game on Monday night. I still think that Patrick Williams should be in this starting lineup. I think it's good for his confidence if he keeps that spot in the starting lineup, but play him some more minutes with the second unit that right mm-hmm. now does not have a lot of scoring options in it, doesn't have a lot of floor spacing options in it, and yeah, he hesitated on that open corner three he had on Monday night, but we know that he is good enough to knock down to close to 40% of his three-point attempts. So between yeah. that and maybe there being a void of scoring in that second unit, just stagger him. Don't bench him, just stagger him. That's what I think. What about you? Uh, I like your compromise. Again, and I feel like I have to say this after every call, the Bulls are the 4 0 I got I feel like I got to keep saying that. I know he said this happened after the first game, this happened the first game, but that makes it kind of worse to me. Like, that was game one. Like, dang, like, man, wow. All right. Um, But thank you for the call, though, Brandon, for real. We love when you call in. Um, I, I hear you, Matt, and I, and I don't disagree with you at all as far as him getting a run with the second unit, which I thought he would do because um, we talked about that in the offseason. Uh, we thought he would, you know, that's when he would get his time because we were like, well, if he's going to be the fourth option, then he'll be able to be a little freer with the second unit. And we haven't seen that uh, yet. Um, I think also that he's still working through the injuries. Honestly, I think that's a part of it because out of everybody in the starting lineup, if I'm not mistaken, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but if I'm not mistaken, he plays the less minutes out of everybody out there, or at least it Mm kind of just feels that way too. When I see it, like Mm -hmm. it's it's usually between the 25 and 26 range. And Patrick Williams is, is a Wolverine. Like, he's built to play, you know, lots and lots of minutes. It's what he does. He does not like missing games. I don't like how everybody has kind of flipped on him in four games Uh, because it went from last year, like, oh, my God, like, yo, this is the dude we got. Yo, we set. He's got to play, and it's okay that we let him develop because of the stars around him. And in four games, everybody's like, sit his ass down. Yeah. <laughs> like, bitch him right now. Like, I have an issue with that. You know what I'm saying? Especially – when the things that I'm not seeing him do in my head are easily correctable, 
And I really want to see if he's healthy yet. I because I don't think he is. And I think that's why Billy Donovan isn't playing him. But at the same time, I'm not uh dismissing uh what you guys are saying because you you've told no lies. You know what I'm saying? Like you're right. He he has been timid out there. He's not getting those rebounds. He did pass up that shot, man. And like I said, it's driving me crazy. You cannot go a whole game without a rebound. <laughs> You're supposed to fall into a rebound, all right? You can't be as big as he is and not have a rebound in the entire game at the power forward position, okay? My thing is, guys, you sit him down, you're bringing in who? Because mm-hmm. if you bring in Javante Green, and as much as we like Javante Green, and he is demolition, man, guys, if you think – you know, Barnes was working cats out in the post. I'm saying the ISOs are coming. You know what I'm saying? Like, and this, they are coming at him. Will Javante Green be able to handle that? I don't know. We haven't seen it. I'm going to err on the side of it's going to be tough. Um, but I'm more comfortable with Patrick Williams being in that position. Uh, and like Matt said, for his confidence, I'm more comfortable with him in the starting position. But I agree, Matt. Like, he should get some minutes with the second unit. And we should see that. And I just want to take your time, guys. Just relax four games just relax there's no need to just be like he's trash after four games when you're undefeated with him in the starting lineup like just relax a little bit and let's see let's see if he can you know get that health back because i'm telling you i don't think that he's totally healthy i've never seen him look like this you know his tenure here he didn't look like this in summer league where he was just timid remember what he was doing last year matt he was just up and down that baseline right right that's we were we marveled at that like oh man he's active He's not active right now, guys. There's something else that's happening, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and, and then just to, to wrap up there, the last thought he had about, you know, why isn't Matt Thomas getting any run in oh, that second right, unit right, right. if uh, the Bulls' second unit is, you know, in serious need of some shooting punch right now? I, I mean, I, I get the question, but to me, what I've seen through four games is Billy Donovan clearly has a plan for that second unit, yes. a.k.a. one of the starters and then Caruso, Javante, Alizé, Troy Brown Jr., right? Or or sometimes Io instead of Troy Brown Jr. That is a cause havoc on the defensive end, like nitty-gritty, let's just like play tough basketball for, right. you know, five or six minutes kind of kind of lineup. And right. Matt Thomas doesn't fit that. Like I, I think his presence on the floor would take away from the main purpose of that second unit based on what I believe Billy Donovan wants to get out of that second unit right now. So, mm-hmm. yes, we, we are sitting here saying, man, that we, we could really use some shooting in that second unit, but does Matt Thomas give you that consistently enough, dependably enough, that you're willing mm-hmm. to sacrifice, say, Javante to get Matt mm-hmm. Thomas in there or, or mm-hmm. you know, something, uh, a player like that who is, giving you those hustle minutes in that second unit. Not not to say that Matt Thomas is not a hustle player, but he is not a havoc wreaking, you know, chaos person (laughs) on the defensive end. Like pretty much everybody in that second unit is. Fact. That's a fact, Matt. And and I think you hit that on the head there. Like, what are you sacrificing? Oh, you have a for sure defensive monsters and you're sacking. You might sacrifice it for he might get hot. Now, I, I tr- I'm just going to trust Billy Donovan on this, guys. That's that's my thing on this. I'm just going to trust him. Um, he's he's. I'm going to believe he knows who needs to be in there, who doesn't need to be there, and when they need to be in there. Remember how we didn't see Io at all in the last game that we played against the Ron? We didn't see him one time. I didn't question it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay, you know, all right, he went with Troy Brown Jr. And Troy Brown Jr. paid dividends for you, scoring those 11 points, which you needed every bit of those 11 points. That was a big deal. So I'm going to trust that Billy is seeing things and he knows when to play guys. See, and I think that's the key thing about having the roster they have is it's not like, again, he's not beholden to any kind of a lineup. All right. So he's going to bring it in depending on the matchup. So I think depending on the matchup and what you see is when you'll see Billy Donovan uh, go to certain guys like Matt Thomas. You know what I mean? You weren't expecting him to go to IO at all. And he got in there in the first game of the season and played heavy minutes. All right. So I'm just going to trust in Billy Donovan and what he's doing right there. But I feel you. They they definitely need some scoring punch, Brandon, and it's got to come from somewhere. All right. Moving on, we got two more voicemails to get to. Um, and this next one, Big Dave, comes to, the, mm-hmm. to us from the 217. And they are wondering about one Marvin Bagley. Ooh. 
Hello, this is DT from 217. Just wanting to see what you thought about um, Marvin Bagley for a uh, for the Bulls trade exception and a second round pick. Um, they do need some size, I think, and he's got a high motor and a little bit more of a defender. Just trying to see what you thought about that option. Thanks, buddy. Whoo. Um, mm. All right. So let me let me just first provide a little bit of context here, Dave, for maybe some fans who aren't quite aware of what's going on with Bagley so far this season. Um, he's gotten a brief uh, appearance in one of the Kings games so far this season. He was told uh, by the Kings that he would not be in Luke Walton's rotation to start the season. And then... Um, What's his name? Schwartz. Jeff Schwartz, right? Bagley's agent, who's like a huge agent. He represents a bunch of NBA players, half a billion dollars in contracts with his clients, issued a statement saying Sacramento has informed Marvin Bagley he is not in the opening night rotation, which is completely baffling. It's clear they have no plans for him in the future and yet passed on potential deals at last year's deadline and this summer based on, quote, value. Instead, they chose to bring him back but not play him a move completely contradictory to their value argument. This is a case study in mismanagement by the Kings organization and quote Marvin Bagley's agent. You've also had some issues recently of Marvin Bagley's father just slamming the Kings on social yeah. media saying, why aren't you yeah. playing my son? This is ridiculous. Yeah. And I think most people looking at it as far as basketball are saying, I think Luke Walton just kind of wants to be playing smaller lineups and that's what's been going on. And Bagley doesn't fit. Even though he's a former number two overall pick, there's all there's like so, so much turnover with the Kings as far as who's calling the shots and what they're trying to build. It's not wrong for his his agent to to point point out the mismanagement of the Sacramento Kings. Like that has been the one constant in Sacramento for basically the last thirty years. But <laughs> when it comes to addressing the Bulls' lack of size, maybe trying to add a piece mid season to deal with the fact that the Bulls got out-rebounded by 20 the other night, I don't think Bagley is the answer. And here's why. The guy has missed pretty much just the same amount of games in his NBA career that he's played. I think he's missed 108 games due to injury through his first three seasons and played in 119. Availability, availability, availability. I don't trust him. Mm. Uh, I was on Locked on Kings. Uh, Shout out Matt George. Um, and we were talking about this, actually. This was before the season started. And I've kind of echoed what you said there, Matt. Uh, I, I wasn't over the moon on him. And I felt like it was one of those things that I remember the old regime doing, right? Like, we just had to hope for this guy. And, you know, oh, if he just stays healthy. Oh, if he just gets in. Oh, if he just gets this, this, and this. Then he'll get a shot. And I don't want to go through that. You know what I'm saying right now? So I don't know if he fits it as far as chemistry uh, is concerned uh, with what I want from the Bulls because I love the chemistry of this team. You know what I mean? And the other thing right now is the high basketball IQ. I'm not saying he doesn't have one. I don't know because, as Matt says, he he hasn't really played. He's been injured or it's been coaches' decisions out there. So and then you're bringing in his agent. You know what I'm saying? This is a terrible decision, and Sacramento actually looks, you know, pretty nice out there i've watched all three of their games man they they look pretty nice that guard uh i forget his name right now but i was watching him in summer league man that dude is a defensive monster he is locking people up um but he's nice i just don't like it chemistry wise and that's how i feel about it honestly i feel like if the bulls make a move man i don't know how you feel about this but i was like if the bulls are gonna make a move like that to get somebody to shore up as far as like defense and rebounding and size, I go get Dwight Howard and I get him off the bench and let him be that guy for us. You know, that, that stabilitating, you know what I'm saying? Dude who I know is not going to do anything, but just get rebounds and get blocks and give you size and guys can't come in and push you around, you know, with the second unit I'm saying. So that that's how I feel about it. But I, I would, I wouldn't do it for, for Marvin Bagley. Yeah, I, I mean, and I also don't think that he's actually some great 
defensive, you know, rim protecting, rebounding guy. I mean, like, yeah, so right. so far right. in his NBA right. career per 36, I think he averages a little over 10 rebounds per 36 minutes. That's fine. But I mean, mm-hmm. and, and yes, the Kings have it a bit of a dumpster fire, but he he has a substantially negative defensive box plus minus each of his first three years in the NBA, uh, not to mention some underwhelming defensive ratings on top of that. Like, I just I don't see him being that exact piece if that's what you're looking for. If you're looking for interior defense to shore up the fact that the Bulls are getting scored on in the paint and they're and they're dealing with their lack of size and, and getting out rebounded. Um, appreciate the call. Appreciate the idea. I know that a lot of people are wondering what's going to happen with Bagley this season. Uh, you know, my guess is he gets moved at some point because he's clearly not happy and the Kings aren't using him. So they're now just kind of stuck in a position of, well, how do we maybe like bump up his trade value a little bit to try and get value for a former number two overall pick. Yeah, that's that's a mess, but I'm glad it's not the Bulls mess, and I'd rather not have it turn into the Bulls mess. Um, All right, last one. Big Dave comes to us from the 773. I feel like it's fitting that our last voicemail of this episode is about one Derek Rose on the eve of Bulls, Knicks, and Joakim Noah Knight at the United Center. Here's our caller from the 773. What's up, Matt and Big Dave? It's Noah. I'm at work currently. You know what I'm saying? I just got to watching the Bulls Toronto game. I know we're coming up on the Knicks. I just got one question. What do y'all see? It's a hypothetical. If the Bulls would have signed Derrick Rose instead of Alex Caruso, what do you see the Bulls being right now? You know what I'm saying? I feel like they'll still be where they at now. You know what I'm saying? Probably offensively better. A slight bit different defense, but I still think they'll be where they at now. Mm-hmm. All right, let me know. Thanks, man. Keep up, keep up the good work. Right on. <sighs> uh oh. <laughs> Thanks for calling oh in, Noah. Dave, God. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you take this one first. Thank you very much, Matt. Um honestly, I still think they'd be 4-0. Uh if they had uh Derrick Rose on the team. Cause we listen, Derrick Rose has been been phenomenal with these Knicks right now. I, I can't remember who said it. But I saw somebody saying Derrick Rose is the best player on the Knicks right now. And I thought about it, and I said, it's not true. It's still Julius Randle. But the fact that you can say that and make an argument about it says a lot about where Derrick Rose is right now and and how his game is. He's been playing great, honestly. He really has been playing very well. If we had gotten him over Alex Caruso, I still think they would be 4-0. But you're right. That defense, it it would hurt them uh, going forward. Uh, You would be more of a liability. And I've watched Caruso actually help us win a lot of win games, especially in that uh, Toronto game. Uh, his impact defensively uh, was just amazing. And his impact as far as what he's had on the bench with guys like Io has been amazing. Now, I think D Rose will have that same impact. You know, Io being from the hometown also, he would have that same impact uh, on him. But it's just the fact defensively, knowing that Io is a defensive guy, Caruso has a, a different feel for it. But as of right now, the question was, would they be where they at right now? I yeah, I I think they still, you know, would have beat these teams with with Derrick Rose on them. <sighs> okay. Um <laughs> okay, let, let's just say this. Yes, I agree that Derrick Rose is playing phenomenally right now yeah, through the, through the Knicks for first three games. Playing in that bench role, um, and you know, averaging around 25, 26 minutes, I believe, so far. So substantial bench minutes. His per 36, 21, 7, and 4, that's pretty pretty darn good. Field goal percentage overall from the field, 45.7. Okay. And then you look at what Derrick Rose is doing behind the three-point line through their first three games. 4.8 makes out of 8.2 attempts per game for 58.8%. Lord. The Knicks were one of the teams in the league last year who was still just like, yeah, three pointers. Who needs them? Because, you know, Tom Thibodeau. But this season, they as a team have skyrocketed up the three point attempts per game rankings compared to their, their Knicks team last year and the makes and efficiency along with that. And Derrick Rose taking over eight threes a game and hitting above a 58% clip is a big reason why that's insane. Derrick Rose is a career 31.4% free uh, three-point shooter, and he's hitting at 58.8 right now That's it, and on a huge volume of attempts. That's insane. Okay, mm. Derrick Rose is playing great. Did we get that out of the way? Wonderful. Here comes the second part. Guys, enough. 
let Derrick Rose be happy playing in New York with his favorite coach Tibbs and his dear friend Taj on a team that's good and competitive. I love Alex Caruso. I'm happy we have Alex Caruso. But that's, I mean, like, that's a completely weird part of the conversation. I don't, like, do, are the Bulls still 4-0 if they have Derrick Rose instead of Caruso? I don't care! Because what we have right now is Alex Caruso, and we're 4-0! Mm. God, it's like, and I, again, I get people thinking all the time that I'm some D-Rose hater, which I am not. I staunchly defended Derrick Rose towards the bitter end before they traded him. And because I haven't felt that it would be good for the Bulls or for Derrick to come home... I sit here on my grandstand podium and say such things when someone again calls and says, well, what are we, uh, what about Derek Rose or on Twitter? Say, oh, what about Derek Rose? Or please, we got to bring home Derek Rose. Like, I know that this is a little hypocritical because I'm very excited to go to Joakim Noah retirement night tomorrow, but, but that's a, that's a retirement ceremony. When Derek Rose is ready to hang him up and maybe even, his final season saying, this is going to be my last season. I'd like to come home and play that season as a veteran guard and a leader for the Chicago Bulls where I started my career, where it all started. I will welcome him home with open arms. But it baffles me, especially now with a brand new front office that's actually doing things and making moves and building a team that, as Zach Levine said to the United Center crowd on the home opener of a fresh season, a team that Bulls fans can be proud of. Why do we have to sit here and still talk about what Derrick Rose is doing? Leave the man alone and think about what is existing in the present, which is a Bulls 4-0 team that does not have Derrick Rose on the roster. For the love of God. And I'm, I'm sure I just made a whole bunch of people angry with that rant, but I don't care. Move on with your lives. You might have made them angry, but you made me laugh. <laughs> Oh my God. That was, uh, yeah, I haven't heard a peck rant in quite a while. And I blame the Bulls for being good for that. So, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard a rant. Man, man. And he wasn't even on that, man. Like, honestly, he wasn't even, my man wasn't even, no one wasn't even on that. He was just like, hey, women look like if Derrick Rose is still here. And <laughs> Matt, all that heard was Derrick Rose and Bulls and just boom, the brain just exploded. I apologize, Noah. Trust me, that had nothing right. to do with you. Right. Trust me, that Noah, had nothing to do with you. <laughs> you are you are right. Noah, that has nothing to do with you. I'm not mad at you. That was a interesting and fair question to wonder how the Bulls would look if they signed Derrick Rose instead of Alex Caruso. That is a completely fair question, but it triggered something in me that you all know already existed. <laughs> so I am not going to apologize for something that you guys already knew about me. <laughs> it just good. Good God. It's okay. I feel, I feel like fine. you needed that. I feel like I, you needed that though, man. You haven't had one of those in a while. Like you, you kind of needed that. Yeah. The bulls are four and oh, that's why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, where do I put all this? Where do I put all this anger and things that I'm so used to having? Where do I put it all? So, Noah, thank you for being that person, man. Again, it had nothing to do with you, but thank you for being that person. He needed to get that out and go into Joe Kim Noah Knight cleansed and man. feeling better. God, is that <laughs> is that what Bull, being a Bulls fan had been all these years? It's just it that was, man. feeling of just frustration and anger and gut rot and hatred. Oh, yeah, that's bad. Yeah. I didn't I didn't like I didn't like what I just turned into just now, but it sounded familiar in a way that it was it was very it was very disconcerting. I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. <laughs> See, like, mm, I don't like that. No. Oh God. I don't like that. I've been doing but, that on this podcast for four years and people still listen. Yeah. I am I am baffled <laughs> by that. <laughs> it means you because of the sultry tones. And because you honestly are speaking for people, Matt, there are people who definitely agree with you and how you feel. You know what I'm saying? I like that. So it says something to that. But again, Matt, them days are done. It's over with. The Bulls are good. And we're enjoying watching basketball now. You know what I'm saying? It's fun to watch. We don't have to dream anymore and things like that. We got a great product on the floor. And man, can't wait for this game on Thursday, man. It's you know what's, you know what's going to happen, Dave? Like, you know, it's has to go down now that I went on that rant about how people need to move on from Derek is Derek Rose is going to drop like 
a 30 piece game, including some big buckets late. And the Knicks are going to win on the United center floor and Bulls fans are going to come out of the woodwork saying, Oh, oh should have, yes. should have brought Derek home. <laughs> I am it's now, gonna I'm, now I'm mentally preparing myself to deal with yes. that on top of Thank an you. already emotionally fragile evening. Wonderful. It's- this is again, I'm gonna have a lot of work to do, people. <laughs> I'm gonna have a lot of work to do. Not only do I gotta keep Matt, you know, from diving on the floor to try to hug Joe Kim Noah, I gotta keep him from diving at fans for saying something about Derrick Rose. It's gonna be a busy night for your boy. So, you know, say a prayer for your guy right here, man. It's gonna be a busy night, but I welcome the challenge. No kidding. Uh, I'm gonna need you to, you know, tackle me at one point at least. Um, speaking of which, on tomorrow's episode, be sure to tune in. We're going to have some fun. Uh, Dave and I will be gearing up and getting excited for our trip to the UC for Joakim Noah's celebratory evening by reminiscing uh, about Joakim Noah's career, going over our favorite on-the-court moments, our favorite off-the-court moments, uh, and talking a little bit about what, what Joakim Noah has meant to this Bulls organization uh, mm. to get everybody in that right frame of mind to just be happy. Mm. Uh, that we've got a great fun Bulls Nick showdown, and Joe Keem's going to be in the house, and I won't, uh, I won't get arrested trying to hug him. I promise. <laughs> uh, so, tune in tomorrow. Until then, you can hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Bulls underscore Peck. Big Dave is at Bow B A W L Sports. We are at Locked On Bulls, and that text to voicemail line is three three one nine seven nine one three six nine. And here's a fun tip: if you start to leave us a voicemail and you get tripped up on your tongue or your words or you lose your train of thought, you can just hang up and call us back with fresh voicemail. No, don't do that. Leave a, leave a funny message. And then <laughs> hang up and call back. <laughs> Shout out to all of you who called in and anybody else out there who has never called in but thought about it. Give it a try. We promise we won't judge you. And I promise I'll be nicer to you than I was to Noah, who did not deserve that rant. I'm with you, Noah. I got you, bro. Thanks for listening, man. I'm with you, bro. Until tomorrow, Bulls Nation, see red, be good. Peace out. Peace.